right, Zoo coming in on the top ten on the show. We have Melissa Luciola, known as Francie Moon, singer, songwriter, drummer extraordinaire. Currently, she fronts Francie Moon, singing and playing guitar, and plays drums with Gustav. I met Melissa years ago at the Nada Bar. I was hosting a mic night there every week and uh, working with Jeremy Kidd with hair in his face, and he would bring in touring acts to different mic nights, and uh, she was one of them. Um, now, this conversation was done under particular circumstances that probably come up during the conversation, but when, uh, when I reached out to Melissa, the schedule worked out best in between gigs for myself, so I was leaving work and doing a nursing home gig in the evening, so I parked in the parking lot, and I thought, I'm just going to record here. Great idea, right? You can kind of silence certain things. You can't, if you keep all the windows and doors closed, you keep the outside, outside quiet and appropriate for podcast recording. Um, I didn't think about how hot it was that day. So during this whole conversation, I'm sweating bullets. My shirt is drenched. Um, so there may be certain points where I seem maybe a little loopy, and it's probably because of the heat, <laughs> quite literally. Um, but anyway, this was really great to catch up with Melissa. Um, I've been a fan of her work since, and it's been really cool to see these uh, webs being tied from Matt Pless and Keith Kenny and just how connected the music scene is, even out of Ohio. Um, we're going to listen to a track off her new record. Melissa has a new album out called What Are We Even Really Doing? It's on all streaming platforms. And uh, if you go to our website, francymoon.com, you can order a vinyl. Here's the first song off the album called In the Light. In the Light, Francie Moon, What Are We Even Really Doing? Album available on all streaming platforms. A couple quick updates before we get into the conversation. Uh, The Yellow Man show that my band, Sea Level, if you're new to the podcast, I play in a band called Sea Level, letter C dash, we're your local funk, punk, reggae, rock uh, group that runs acoustic guitars through electric amps. Uh, Yeah, sounds like a lot. Um, Anywho. We were supposed to open up for the Great King Yellow Man Reggae Legend at the Grog Shop July 10th, but Yellow Man dropped all his uh, July dates. The Grog will refund any tickets that you guys have bought. Super bummer. We're bumming about it. Um, but what are you going to do? You know, stuff is canceling a lot as of lately and as of the last since 2020. You know, you got the bill, but will it happen? 
bum, bum, bum. Other quick shout-outs. I want to thank everyone who came out to the John Doe Show Tuesday at the Music Box Supper Club a few Tuesdays ago. That was uh, I went back in June. That was epic. And like that, the that was so cool. I don't, I don't even know how to begin. This, this would take a whole episode of me just. The first person I see when I walk in the room is John Doe on the phone. I'm like, whoa, and it just continued to get cooler. Super shout out to Dakota Michael Kroos for helping me run merch that night, play with me, and do everything C level, being my right hand man and everything. Endless thank you. I can't, I can't properly do it within the time frame at the beginning of this episode, but thank you, my dude. Um, other news. Last news with uh, my stuff. Sea uh, Level's playing at the Bop Stop July 21st. It's a Thursday, and it's called Hip Hop at the Bop Stop. And you're like, what? You do hip hop? Kind of. Not really. But my friend Doc runs this program called Refresh Collective, and he teaches kids in the inner city how to make music, how to use music software, how to write, rap, perform. And it's an amazing program, and I've always helped out in any way I could. So there's been some gigs where I've played bass for them, or there's been some gigs where I played guitar or just played background music or whatever. I've been such a fan of what he's done with the Refresh Collective and seeing how the kids that get involved with that grow into these amazing musicians. It's been an honor. And now he reached out if and asked if C-Level would play the annual fundraiser. So what we're going to do is on the 21st, we're going to play a set, and then we're going to play with the kids. They're going to come and rap on us, and we're going to lay down a groove, and they're just going to do some freestyle competitions, and then we're going to learn one of their songs, and we're going to jam out with them. So July 21st at the Bop Stop. Um, it's going to be a really, really fun, amazing show, and it's going to go to help a good cause. So if you are not doing anything that Thursday, which not too many people are doing stuff on Thursday, come help out. It's going to be awesome. And if you can like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on one of the podcast platforms, it helps me keep talking to cool artists like Melissa and sharing their insights with you. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Melissa. Uh, yeah, I cut, I cut for one second, but okay. I hear you good now. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we met at the Nada Bar. You were on tour with like a, I think a folk act. Like, what was that? Yeah. What was that like? Wh- who were you with at that time? And like, that why the uh, Nada Bar? Well, <laughs> well uh it was called the act was called it was called all living things and that was uh the first and last tour of that uh-huh. group it was just um my friend james he's like one of my best friends and my best friend forever um nicole they just had this idea that they wanted to do a little songwriters group and go on tour and sing each other's songs and the Nada Bar happened because of me. I forget who um, hooked me up with the place, but yeah, that was that was my show to get, and and I ended up getting it there like pretty last minute. I think it was like a couple days before. I don't even remember what the deal was. It could have been like an open mic, even. It I don't was. Remember? It was. Oh, okay. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Because I I, <laughs> I fell in a weird place where I was like hosting mic nights, and like you know like. I mean, you travel way, way, way more than I do, and like I strive to even hit the road a, 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 a millimeter of the amount you that you do. But like, um, when it, like when you're when you're in one spot, you know, you, you start doing these weird gigs, like nursing homes and mic nights and whatever pops up. <laughs> and yeah. uh, that that was such a weird mic night because it was a sober bar, <laughs> which is already a paradox within itself, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Like people would come yeah. into that place like, yeah, I have a beer and they'll be like, um, this is not a bar. Like, yeah, I get the bit, but and they're like, no, we don't have beer. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just as confused. I literally had no idea what to expect when I showed up. I was like, oh, it's just called not a bar. Like, that's just the name. Right. And then I realized, oh, no, it's just over bar, which I'm totally cool with. That yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a cool thing for someone who needs that outlet. It's also kind of, I don't know, it's kind of strange, too, because, like, I guess it's the socializing factor. But uh, mm-hmm. it was just a weird, weird weird vibes, a lot of people going through their own thing in that in that bar. And when you mm-hmm. guys came through, that was, like, the highlight. Like, I would just get, no like, way. yeah, because, like, no one would come to that mic night. 
Like, no one would come. There would be a handful of people that did. My friends would come to watch. So it ended. It slowly ended up becoming like me playing like a really long gig with occasionally people showing up. And when you guys did, I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. Like, these guys are coming in with all these really cool harmonies and originals. And, like, and they're from out of town. What? Like... God, that was uh, how many years ago was that? That had to be like uh, six, something, something like that. It must. It's probably like 2015 or 2016, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. I really, I don't know, but that's funny. I do <laughs> tend to find the places where everyone's like, "How the heck did you end <laughs> up here?" <laughs> well, when you're booking like that, and like. You're like the real deal DIYer when you're handling fucking everything, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's booking's like the nightmare, like that's screaming into the void and like trying to get one step above like basement shows, you know. Even though those are usually the best, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know, and it's just endless emails and endless being ghosted by the world. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I realized the. I think the way I do end up at the weird places is because I end up I. I never was good at booking uh, booking with actual venues. I, like, never knew how to write the right email for them to answer me back. So the way I always figured it out was I'll just find the bands in that town, and then I message the bands, and then they usually tell me, oh, this show's going on. You should try to get on this. And that's probably how I ended up at the Nada Bar was, um, I probably messaged someone I played with before, and they were like, "Oh, I don't have anything, but you can go to the open mic, you know." Yeah, yeah, especially when you're when you're riding through like on a whatever was that would have been like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard to like put a show show together in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you like so? Did you start off writing songs and playing guitar, or were you it was drums your main? Um, I I actually learned drums first when I was like 10 years yeah. old or something yeah because uh actually my sister wanted to learn drums but she didn't want to go alone so she was like hey Melissa, come, come to these drum lessons with me so i ended up learning drums with her which was um pretty fun actually and then i picked up guitar when i was like 13 or 14 after learning about led zeppelin i was like oh my gosh look at that what the <laughs> heck and <laughs> yeah, I, I was like i saw jimmy page with his like dragon pants and i was like that is so crazy and cool and um anyway so but yeah both of both of them have been uh you know i've always played drums on my recordings not the most recent ones, but like a lot of my demos. And I did a couple tours or like three or four tours where I played drums with another songwriter and then they would play drums for me. So they've both been in my life for a while. Um, and now more so because of Gustav that I'm playing drums in all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> did your, uh, did your, uh, that's, that's uh, younger sister or older sister? Was dragging She's you. older. Older? Yeah, and older, she, yeah. She stick with it? No. So what happened is she um she went to college and she couldn't bring her drums to the dorm. And so I was being the youngest kid, I all of a sudden I was home alone, like without any of my sisters home and with a drum set. And so I got like really into it because I was just, you know, it was before the internet and I just played all the time, and um, she's still really good though. She like never ever plays, but I can get her behind a kit. Like she was so good. She like kicked my butt at drums all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's what, a natural. When you when you guys were like taking these lessons and starting to play, what were like the things you guys were playing? Like was it Zeppelin stuff? No, no, no. We so my sister she really wanted to learn like hip hop stuff. But our drum teacher was actually a really good blues player, and he uh, he's actually in the Blues Hall of Fame for what? drums. Who's your, yeah. Who's your Who's your drum teacher? That's epic. <laughs> his name His name is Don Malay, and he still plays to this day. Um, 
and he's he's awesome. He's and he would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What what you guys like is cool. He's like, but listen to this, and he put on some like, you know, really funky like blues thing, and or he'd like play some bass line, and he'd be like, what, what do you want to play to this? Like, what would you play? And then we'd have to kind of like figure out the right beat for the bass line. So we did a lot of that. It was really fun. He's a really fun teacher. That's all. That makes the whole difference when you like start. That's really cool that you and your sister have that like that experience together. Were you guys mm-hmm. always tight? Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, super tight. We're still really close. We're actually gonna see her after we're done talking. Oh, cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. Both my sisters are awesome. I have an older oldest sister too, and who lives in, she actually lives in Ohio, in Akron. Oh, no way. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and she's super musical, and her kids are super musical. Everyone in my family is pretty musical. I feel really lucky. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. my dad plays um, harmonica really good, and can play guitar, but he doesn't practice enough. And (laughs) my mom plays keyboard and sings, and a mean tambourine. She's, like, (laughs) really good at tambourine. (laughs) And, well, it seems like you guys got the rhythm. That's it, and a lot of blues too, which kind of like, like with your like solo stuff, I think that definitely seeps in. Um, yeah, it's like when I started playing guitar, my brother, my younger brother, got a guitar right, and he wanted to play it, and he was taking all mm-hmm. these lessons, and then he kind of gave up on it. So when you said your mm-hmm. sister, I'm like, oh, I wonder if that was the same thing. But you guys got like this epic tale of like this musical journey. That's so badass. So. <laughs> You see, you see Zeppelin, and you get really into guitar. Like, when does like uh-huh. songwriting kind of like blossom out of that? That's my best friend's fault, who was with me at Not a Bar. Oh, okay. Um, the the girl who's who's with me. Um, we both kind of picked up guitar at the same time, and um, I was like, I'm gonna learn all these covers. Like, I just started learning, just whatever songs because it didn't even dawn on me that I could write a write a song like I just had no idea that that was even possible for some reason and um all of a sudden she came over to the house one day and she's like I wrote a song (laughs) I was like what (laughs) and she just played it and it was it was so cool and her lyrics were awesome and then you know it was like like I could I she did it I could do it too and so I started writing songs, and I think it was probably like fifteen or something at the time. Yeah, and and we both would just write songs and share them with each other. And me and her had uh, bands for until we were like twenty or something like that. And we still share our songs with each other to this day. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. like, so, but that's kind of a big jump, really, from, from drums to guitar to, like, writing and singing, like, playing and singing even just is a hard enough, like, feat. Like, when I, when I, like, learned how to sing, like, I, I, I it took, it wasn't natural for me, so I had to do, like, the grind my head against the, the wall to get notes to make sense, you know, like, to hold a pitch mm-hmm. or find, like, your tone and, like, how to kind of emotionally find what you're trying to convey the right way and like, oh, oh I'm flat, I'm sharp. A lot of recording mm. and listen, you know, like a, a whole really hounding myself on being able to trust the instrument of the voice. And mm. like, you know what I mean? Like, because it's with a guitar or with drums, like with drums, especially circle stick, I know I hit it, you know? <laughs> I can count that <laughs> yeah. out. Like, I mean, not to, not to downplay it, but as far as like <laughs> your, your assurance that, that, the thing you're intending is there is really clear because it's you either hit it or you didn't like uh with mm-hmm. singing did you just was it just part of this songwriting like kind of blossoming that or were you kind of like working on singing and playing stuff at the same time um well actually i think it comes back to my musical family because i grew up singing with them like all the time yeah and like we went to church a lot when i was little and like we I'd we'd be singing, 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 and me and my sisters, my mom, we'd be like doing like rounds in the car, you know, like harmonies, like so yeah. singing. Yeah, singing has always been like a big part of my life, so I never was actually worried about that 
too much when I sang. I was like, oh, but I mean, it took me a while to find my actual voice, which I never understood when people said that, like, oh, I'm finding my voice. But um, I understood it um, when I found like my vibrato one day. I was like, what the heck was that? Because <laughs> I was just like singing in the car. Yeah. No, uh, to to yeah, I was singing in the car to Led Zeppelin, which is <laughs> funny. Led Zeppelin, like, yeah, the fall of everything. But um, yeah, and then I found uh, like yeah, I was singing along to uh, when the levee breaks, and and I felt yeah, and I felt uh, my voice do vibrato, and it was like when a muscle like turns on and you feel a muscle for the first time that you didn't know you had, and you're like, oh, I could use that. So that happened later. I think it was like 20 or something before that. I was just like uh, just trying a bunch of things out. Like I remember I saw Patti Smith like get it inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I remember trying to sing like her for like a few months. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> But that, you know, I mean, that's like, that's how you find it is from emulating people you're influenced by and seeing what you can like. That's really interesting that how you phrased it with like feeling that that muscle, you know, what I mean, like, because mm -hmm. when uh, it's a, even like when something feels right when you're singing, and you listen back and you're like, oh, God. I'm never doing that again. You know what I mean? Like, that felt yeah. good. I thought I was killing it, but, ooh. Uh, that's, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but when you find the one that, like, because I think everyone has that tone that just resonates out of them, like, just with how our bodies are made. Like, there's a pitch mm -hmm. that we can, like, nail. And it's, like, mm -hmm. kind of like that lifetime of finding it. Um, but mm -hmm. the, So that's, that's really cool that it came from just, like, kind of going back to your roots in a way, going back to the Zeppelin on the guitar. The, like, yeah. Cause you have like a fucking amazing high range. Like when uh, oh, what's the song? Give it uh, give it my all. Yeah, give give it, it all I could. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was like, cause getting ready to talk with you, I was going through all your new stuff and all the stuff I could find, and I was like, holy mm -hmm. shit, like that's high as fuck. Like <laughs> and like and it's just like it's like punk as fuck too. Like. I, I, and then I saw, I found like a, I think you did a video of it. There was a live cut of oh it. I'm like, you nailed it there too. I'm like, what the fuck? That's oh amazing. Oh my God, yeah. But, yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah. That's a hard one. <laughs> that's like, when thinking about it, I'm like, that's probably, you don't do that one every night, do you? Like. No, no, no. No, I was, I guess sometimes I feel like I'm going to pass out after that one. But. It's fun. I like that feeling, though. I like I like literally that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I just gave everything I can, like, and I'm I'm like passing out now. That's like the, some of the most fun moments of playing live. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the outlet. You know what I mean? Like, and like that's I you do all this kind of like groundwork to be able to do that. So that's that's mm -hmm. really cool that your family just kind of had music literally all around it, like uh. My family, no one really sang, but I imagine if they did openly like that, like that would have been a, a thing that was just normal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, and it, I, I don't know, harmony, har doing harmonies for me now is like such a fucking trip. It's like such a work. I'm not good at it. I have to like roll the tape again. Let me try it again. Da -da -da. <laughs> um, but uh, so diving kind of like into like, with every one of your like solo records, you have like this overall. It's like this, this cool like, like punk rock like, and like and it's definitely a choice. Uh, low not lo-fi as in recording, but kind of like muffled vocals, like fucking driving <laughs> shit. Like, does that come from like? Are you like into like Patti Smith and punk stuff too? Is that like the 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 crossing point? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I love. Yeah, I love uh, like old punk like um yeah anything like that like yeah patty smith screaming then the the lo-fi stuff um it kind of happened it was an accident kind of yeah. <laughs> to be honest yeah like the sound that i have or that it, on a lot of the like older solo demos that i did i mean even the newer stuff it's just like i just like that sound of having kind of like 
the distorted vocals, even though everyone everyone yells at me about it. I can't understand what you're saying. Um, I like it, and but the the older stuff that I did, I used to record on a Tascam, like just a digital Tascam eight track recorder. So there's no computers. It's like literally what you put in is what you get out of it, and you so. Um, and there were no effects on it, so I would just, and my vocals would either sound, like, not, like, loud enough if I didn't have distortion on them, so I would put it through my, my DS1 boss guitar pedal, and then, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was loud enough, and I could hear everything. Oh, that makes <laughs> and sense. And then, I, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're boosting it. <laughs> yeah. And then I like got into it. I was like, "Well, I like this sound now. Like, I'll I'll stick with it." And then you know, I've experimented with like even like putting my my vocals through like a wah pedal with like the treble all the way up. And like sometimes it's super piercing, but like I still don't. I don't know. I like I like it sometimes. So some of it was like an accident, and some like the later stuff is like definitely more on purpose because I used better mics and didn't have to do it like that exactly but i just now i'm like into it and i'm like i like i like it that's bad I, no it's like uh, when i uh, when i uh, the first record i heard of yours is like uh it's got the hand on it why can't i think of my titles uh the one with the uh, the hand ah. oh the hand oh all the same all the same uh, i was like yeah yeah like, cause I I heard you live at the Nada Bar, uh-huh. and then I've I, like I I followed you guys after that, and like you know seen live stuff, and I'm like listen to when you put that out, like I was like holy shit, I get it, like this is <laughs> fucking awesome, and it was it was because of that lo-fi stuff, and like how that like and now that I know a Zeppelin-y approach, like and like it, you, you fit that I think that brings it out more. It makes it mm. more like this bluesy, badass punk rock shit, and like then you guys are like jamming on it. Do you play flute? Uh, it's a recorder. It's a recorder. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that thing. I love uh, it so much. It actually has been like it was one of my sisters, you know, when they were like in yeah. elementary school, and it's like still around. I love that thing. That's. <laughs> so, like, because I was like, I was like, it has to be a flute because, like, it, it, you get into this really cool, like, kind of psychedelic jam stuff on, like, on all your records. <laughs> and I was like, and with the, with the, vo- like, how it's, like, kind of the muffled vocal. I don't know what you call Do you know what you call that? I don't want to call it. Is it muffled vocals or is it just distorted? Uh, is there a better I mean, word? I would call it, like, fuzzy or distorted, I'd call it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But either way, it's like, it makes it all the more badass. Um, so when you're demoing something like that and you're playing drums for it, are you kind of planning out those jam tracks, like those jam portions um, of it? Um, it depends. Like some of the songs, um, I did, uh, for on all the same, but there was the first track of that song is like a really long six minute jam. Yeah, that was just uh, me and the band just playing one day and we had all the mics set up because we were doing something else anyway or trying to record and then um and then our drummer just walked over and hit record and then we listened to it later and we're like that's pretty cool let's keep it let's do something with it so (laughs) that was completely just just making it up on the spot and um i like that one a lot actually and there's another one that's like that too and then all the jams in the middle of a song there's like a general like idea for how long they're gonna be but it doesn't it doesn't really matter and sometimes in the demos i'll add them and sometimes they won't but yeah it's the band's not very uh super organized in that way which i appreciate sometimes because it's you know it it opens up doors for trying other things and then in other ways, we're like definitely like other songs. Oh, this is the song, and this is how we play it every single time. But so the ones that have the like openness, that it's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's just go forever <laughs> into the sunset <laughs> <laughs> or to the mountains, right? That's <laughs> yeah, 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 into the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> that video was awesome. Um, 
Thank but, you. So, like, with with the core group, like, I get, like, demoing it and bringing it to, and that makes a lot of sense, and, like, jamming it out, because, like, there's always that, like, kind of, like, I don't, I, I don't know if you experience this, but I definitely do. When I when I write a song for, for my band and I present it to the band, like, these are my mm-hmm. friends that I know already got my back musically. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're willing to to show up every Monday and, and go to the shows and yeah, and, and learn the stuff and like, but like, I always get like mm-hmm. nervous that like, oh, they're going to be bored with me now or they're not going to like, you know what I mean? I get really like, um, w- weirded out for the first time showing like my friends, the song I wrote and like mm-hmm. trying to sell them on it, I guess that like, just feel yeah. me out. It's going it, to, once we get it tight, you'll hear what I'm hearing. And like, usually they knock it out right away. And there's that, that kind of like magic, but then mm-hmm. when you have that, like, usually, the, the, for at least on my on my uh, accord, like, there's these moments where you're, like, are trying to get the, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> but, okay, so there's that moment, like, where you're, like, trying to figure out how to get to a B section or an A section, and that's when, like, your friends kind of, like, beautifully kind of bring out this uniqueness that would only happen with them in that group trying to, like, spark this thing together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you get like? Are you? Do you get? I mean, it sounds like you'd be super comfortable with like showing your um, because you you and your one friend go back and forth sharing songs still. Like, yeah. I mean, I still I I totally get that feeling. Like, I mean, every song you know you play it, and then at the end you're like, do you like it? <laughs> do you do you want to play it? And and sometimes I'll like go and be like, ah, oh, it's too boring of a song or something, and they'll be like, no, it's not. Let's play it. And I'm like, okay. Or other times they're like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. And I'm like, I hate it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like if they're not like if they're not like screaming or yelling of how amazing it is or something, I'm like, they hate it. <laughs> but it's it's just you got to remember, it's like they don't have to do anything they don't want to do in the long run. So That's if true. you're not like forcing anything on anyone but i totally get that even yeah with anyone anytime showing a song i'm like <sighs> but you just kind of hit you just jump off the cliff and then that's for sure you know, for sure yeah like i by no means hold back you know but yeah it's, it's just the like i i find that even if out of everyone in the world when i show it to the people i care about the most that's when i'm like oh shit <laughs> Um, have yeah, you been... yeah. <laughs> Isn't it like? Yeah. No, it's true. Or yeah, if your family comes to a show or right? something, it's like the most petrifying thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's the worst. Yeah. And like, and not the worst. It's the best, but it's also like I, I immediately <laughs> can only think about you analyzing this, and not that you're, yeah. you're trying to intimidate me. I just, uh, it, it, especially if it's like a cousin that sees you like. From, like, oh another God. state. Like, oh, I see you're really busy with the music thing. Let me come check you yeah. out. <laughs> and they come to, like, a bar gig and it's not popping. And you're just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know. You just want it to be, like, the most mind-blowing thing ever. Right. Like Even, yeah, even when now, like, even when the bandmates, like, like parents come. I'm, I feel the same way, too, now. Like, with my friend's parents or cousins or anything i'm like it's like seeping into their lives too i'm like oh they gotta like it (laughs) come on (laughs) it's so weird and like i think on their end they're already they already like have bought in like oh you're doing your thing and you've been doing Mm -hmm. it forever we're proud of you we're here to support but on that end of like the stage you can't like help but focus on them (laughs) like yeah (laughs) And that's the night that there's no monitor or whatever, or there's the, <laughs> the uncontrolled, you lose your voice, like, or some shit. Do you, does that, do you ever have that problem? Losing your voice? Um, losing my voice, uh, I'm not too bad. Once, once, I was like, this is like, you know, way pre-COVID where it was like cool to go out when you were like having a fever and dying and I I played a show and I couldn't I just like couldn't sing it was like so embarrassing and then of course like one of the songs ended up on like YouTube (laughs) like it was great I was like literally listening like my voice is like just cracking and like yeah I couldn't like hold a note and I could barely breathe and I was like "Uh," so that's (laughs) <laughs> that sparked that memory, but usually not too bad. Not too. I know more of the problem of like not being able to completely like 
let my screams come out, you know, like yeah. just be a little like, like rusty, but not losing, not losing my voice. Luckily, knock on wood. Knock, knock on wood. Because like yeah. whenever I find myself in that kind of register, if I have something the next day, like it's usually shot. Mm-hmm. But it's like head oh, voice, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and yeah. especially I've been, I do a lot of like shitty four hour bar gigs. Do you do those? Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to do a lot of those. I used to, yeah, you're just like the, the background yeah, noise. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it pays better than any, you know what I mean? Like when you don't got anything yeah. on the docket for weeks, you're like, I can go practice the new one, I guess. And why no one cares. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. But, yeah. um. But I would notice it there, you know, like if there was like mm-hmm. an original gig and you get all screamy or mm-hmm. when you go and they go Hoo, the next day, it's like, <laughs> like it's Aww. just not there, <laughs> at least for me. Um, uh-huh. That's why I'm always like because you you're on the road a lot like like you and Matt Pless and like uh, Keith Kenny, my friends that I like I see like road dogging like a lot and like. Uh-huh. Um, at least to my perspective, you can probably correct me on that if, uh, if I got that kind of wrong, but like, um, but like, I'm always like, fuck, if you have to like drive all night on coffee and try to sing the next day, how does that pan uh, out? You know, but I mean, yeah, de- <laughs> it's like a, a, adrenaline is a nice thing yeah. okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to answer it. But yeah, Matt <laughs> Plus, he he does it. He does it. Driving himself the whole entire time and going for like four months at a time. And I don't know. That's he's doing it somehow. That's a lot. Of. That's a lot. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't even know how you like fund yourself doing that. You know what I mean? Like, except for the nights panning out, okay. You know. Like, um, do you typically tour with other people when you do? Yeah. 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 The, okay. So the last, yeah, the last couple of Francie tours have been with other people and, um, but my, I did solo tours, but they were with Matt plus like back in the day. Actually, I don't even know if you know that, but yeah, we did. Yeah. We did, uh, two, four months tours, basically like back to back like back in the day and yeah it was so it's like definitely tiring and crazy Mm -hmm. but like I don't know you just turn into this like other person (laughs) after like two months you just turn into this it's just what you do it's like it's just your life and your routine and so your body kind of like gets gets into dealing with that somehow and yeah yeah, it just gets used to it. Like that—that that, that relentlessly going person for you, did what? Would, how did that like manifest? Like, were you like, I have to listen to this. I can't talk to you until we get to the thing, or like, you know what I mean? Like, because when you're constantly moving like that, you got to find your like serenity whilst moving, to some degree. Right. Like, and like. I I find myself always like kind of planning ahead. I've never done a tour that relentless, though. Like I want to do it. I know Uh whilst doing it, I'll be like, why? Why would I? I could have just done weekend warrior dashes all year. Why am I doing? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like (laughs) Wyoming could have waited. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but um, like, do you do you find yourself in that kind of like mode, like writing more or like? Not writing, like, how did that kind of, like, because you had to find some type of, like, way to get through that in a positive content, uh, con- uh, like, output. Yeah, so you're talking about, like, how to stay sane during Right, the- right, well, yeah. like, um, who's that? <laughs> Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, who you said you become this crazy person. I'm like, well, who who is that crazy? Is that that this workaholic, like, go, 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 I'm booking the next gig? And whilst doing that, like, how do you keep that sanity? I guess is my question. Uh, so kind well, of both. <laughs> well, I mean, usually we try to have everything booked, like, before yeah. we left. So you're doing all this, like, computer stuff before and all the emails, emails, emails. And then you go. And, and I think, um, like, I try to 
stay like my my last few tours that I've done have been with Gustav and I've been playing drums and there's more time for me to like be more uh sane because I'm not booking it and I'm like uh most of the time not driving so I can sit in the back and like write in my journal for like three hours straight or I've been like jamming on my computer sometimes like with this like logic instruments nice. <laughs> and like yeah, I make these like robot jams, <laughs> and, and uh, I do that. And uh, I try to like stretch in the morning. And like this this last tour, honestly, though, I like really wasn't doing great with like doing any of my sanity practices. But I was somehow staying sane by like the grace of like european bread like like it was funny because i was rooming with my friend tara and um and her fiance and her bandmate from and and tara wakes up like two hours before we leave and does this like huge morning routine like stretching writing meditating and it's awesome and i was doing like a lot of stuff like that on our last tour together and then this tour I was like I'm just gonna sleep and (laughs) (laughs) like just like take the sleep and um that helped honestly like when you're sleeping enough yeah um that makes a huge difference for staying sane yeah so I think and then like when I could I'd fit in um yeah just like journaling and I did a lot of reading this last tour to try to stay kind of grounded and uh i don't know but but being a drummer in a band is a lot different than being a guitar player because you're not you're not talking to as many people so it's like life doesn't get as crazy when you're drumming because you could just like you know people are like don't even know you're in the band sometimes they're like oh did you see the band is playing uh, really oh like, yeah did you, did you like what do you think <laughs> yeah. they're all right i'm okay yeah, with yeah. them i didn't i didn't care for the drummer <laughs> jesus yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of times it was like you know someone would be like did you see them and i'm like yeah did you see them <laughs> 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 i'm i'm short and i'm in the back and i'm in the park usually so I get it. <laughs> well, yeah, that makes sense. You know, being like in that different seat and like, um, like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, because when you're the front person or the the center point of audience connection, you also typically get that type of job on and off stage, <laughs> like or yeah, yeah. or someone who's the wild card, like for some reason the bass player who th- does flips, like everyone's gonna be like yeah. that guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did you like Gustav, the bass player? Gustav, like, you got how was it like? How'd you get hooked up with him? And like, her playing is like ridiculous. Like, after because I, I listened to like all their stuff getting ready to talk with mm-hmm. you as well. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think that's what drives the machine. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah? The bass is like, yeah, the bass is the whatever you want to call it, the whole foundation of the whole thing. Because it's such a unique project, like. I, I like mm-hmm. I didn't know what the how the th- what to think of it at first. I was like, this is this is like Talking <laughs> Heads meets I don't even know what in like Pixie stuff and like, but it's it's super super dope. So how would you start mm-hmm. drumming with them? Uh, well, funny enough, it's just it's a funny story. It was all because of Rom, the guitar player. Um, yeah, I so like I don't know, like ten years ago. I was playing um, guitar and singing and like Rom and his brother and our friend Illy were were backing me up as a band and I was trying to describe a drum part to Greg who was playing drums and Greg was like, oh, I don't know like what you're saying. like, And I was like, wait, I could just play it. And I sat down and I played it. And then literally no one saw me play drums again for like 10 years. <laughs> and for some reason... Um, Gustav needed a last-minute drummer um, in 2019 because all this stuff happened on their tour. Their drummer was like going to become a like a Italian, like get dual citizenship with Italy, and needed to like rush back to get this 
uh, interview. So they needed this last minute drummer to fill in on their tour. And I was literally going to Mexico for like an unknown amount of time. <laughs> like I was like at the LA airport, like with the ticket. Yeah. And I was, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to Mexico like uh-huh. for forever. I don't know how long, like I'm ready to go. <laughs> and, <laughs> I just was going on an adventure. Okay, I was going to say, uh, why Mexico? I mean, it's yeah. dope, but that's... <laughs> yeah, well, basically that. It's just awesome. It's a really long story, but I was I was literally going to Mexico alone, and I was like, here I go. And then I get this text, like, hey, Mel, uh, do you want to, like, come be in our band next week for a tour? And I, they're, like, in New Orleans, like, well fly you there wherever you are like hope you're good and I was like what like expecting to like be gone forever and um I thought about it and then I was like well all I ever want to do is play music so like of course and I went to Mexico for like a week and then um they flew me to New Orleans I like I they sent me a couple demos and I like practiced you know, drums, like air drumming on the airplane, <laughs> like on the way there, that was all the practice I had. And then I uh, sat down and played a house show nice. in New Orleans. And then we toured all the way to Jersey. And then I bought a plane ticket and went back to Mexico for like a month and a half after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you got to do the, you got the, the best of both worlds in that case. Yeah. What was yeah, it? Exactly. Were you like checking out music in Mexico, or were you just like getting away kind of from everything? Or was like, was that that kind of, or just a completely new new land? Well, it was awesome because I wanted to meet up my, with my friend Susie, who I met like she was traveling around California one time, and I just like hit her up and was like, hey, I'm coming to Mexico. She's like, come stay however long you want. And she's awesome, amazing, beautiful person. She's like yoga teacher. She like owns this cute little like awesome shop on the beach in Mexico. But at the time she was living in Guadalajara and that's all I knew. That's literally all I knew. And then my other friend hit me up and was like, oh, my friends are going to play um, a festival in Guadalajara. You should go check it out. And I was like, Okay, so I knew two things. Like, I'm going to Susie's, and I'm going to check out this festival. Turns out that the people that were roommates with Susie were putting the festival on and were oh, these, no like, shit. badass musicians. It's this band called Neptuna, like, these, like, psych rock girls from Mexico Sick. who were, like, putting on this, yeah, they're putting yeah. on this awesome festival, and... I went and there were all these bands from Seattle and Portland, like, and they have this like big network. It's called a uh, Mexicadelia, and it's like it's this like pipeline thing of like bands that go between Seattle, Portland, and Mexico, Damn. like all the time. Yeah, and I was like, how the heck? Like, cause I was kind of sad. I was that I was leaving my guitar behind. Like, I had a little acoustic with me, but yeah. you know, yeah. I love to play through my amp and be loud and then I ended up in this like rock and roll house <laughs> like with these amazing players and I got to go on tour I played Sick. bass with my yeah. friend um Anton and his band Lamat. yeah I got to go on a tour in Mexico I was like I couldn't believe it I was like this is the best thing that ever happened that's so it was so great yeah that's like uh, it's it's interesting that like um you chose to go with Gustav because you you said you had you wanted to do nothing but play music and mm-hmm. then you keep finding these situations where you're in it like to go to that <laughs> like that's that's so incredible and like you know so many of us so many people are trying to find the thing they want to do endlessly and uh mm-hmm. i think we luck out because we, we found making sounds and people's general direction um is the thing but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and like, when we look at all the things you could be doing, you could be like, uh, we could, uh, I could be a baker that's crazy about baking and like maybe write books and like want to develop the new bug spray or whatever. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, there's so many things people find callings for and like organizing sounds and throwing them at someone's general direction, like is such a specific one, but it leads to so many things like that that are just like magic. 
where you get to yeah. have this whole experience and like that it's so badass and I'm so hyped up from this story. That's so cool. Yeah. I just, that's like one of my favorite parts about playing music. It's just like the like huge range of like situations I've been in because of it. Like just because of saying like, yeah, I'll go do that. And then all of a sudden you're at this like crazy barbecue and like, Illinois, <laughs> you're like, yeah. and like you have the craziest night of your life, and like, uh, it's just, it's hilarious and it's awesome, and you know, that happens to me all the time when I'm playing a show. I just like look around. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I'm so happy. It's it is such a gateway to like opportunity, you know, like like right now I'm in a parking lot at a nursing home like doing two things i never thought i would be doing because of music i'm about to go play in this nursing home and i'm interviewing another musician you know like that would never have happened had it not had i not found that like willing that weird drive you get to want to do this thing do you know like was there do you can you pin that moment when you knew this is what you wanted to do yeah 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 yeah. i I got a story Uh, um i was I don't know how old I was. I I think it was like literally right around the time where I was like, I want to play guitar. And, you know, I just discovered Led Zeppelin and um, I was listening to a lot of music um, that my sister's ex-boyfriend, he got me into, he was the one who showed me Led Zeppelin and everything. And I think he showed me like Stone Temple Pilots. (laughs) And I was like, what is this crazy sound? You know, like I just was like, what is this? And, Anyway, uh, I were I was doing some paperwork. Like my mom's a real estate agent lady, and um, when I would get really, I was like I don't know, fourteen or something. And when I'd get really bored with the paperwork, I'd go outside, and there were all those, you know, those like helicopter um, like leaves yeah. that you can like throw in. Yeah, yeah, yeah there would be fall. like piles and piles and piles and piles of them, like out on this like deck that was like two stories high and I'd, when I got really bored with the paperwork I'd go and I'd grab a pile and I'd throw it off the deck and so one day I was doing that and all of a sudden I see there's this barn next door and I see this like crazy van pull up and I was like what the heck is this and all these like rock and roll dudes just like hop out of the van and they start bringing in all this equipment into the barn and I'm like fascinated like what the heck is about to happen and um they they set up and they just and my mom I remember my mom being like oh yeah they're here all the time jamming all the time and anyway I think they played one of the like Stone Temple Pilots songs I was like really into at the time yeah and it was like that moment I was like whoa like they could do that I could do that like that's so cool like just people in a barn playing music like it was just this moment, I don't know, something flipped in me where I remember it clear as day, where I was like, that's what I want to do, like, right now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, I think it takes an example of, like, someone showing that it's possible, you know? Yeah. And, like, until then, yeah. it just seems like, oh, you, there's these people that play in these big clubs, you know? You, it sounds like you yeah. had a lot more, like, music in smaller acts just around how your family was. Like growing yeah. up, I I wasn't close until my teenage years when I met I met this guy George Hartwig who was was my guitar teacher after a while, but he showed that it was like possible to do this for a living, and that was kind of like yeah. my moment was seeing him like do these things and being invited to them. I was like, oh, it, it's it one it, it, it's with it's weird with like performance in a way because so much of it seems kind of like a self centered thing like I got to do this for me yada yada but. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of it, you're like doing your thing, and people pick up on that. And that's when the dude yeah. who like wants to invent the new bug spray is like, "I can do it." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, in a way, honestly, we were talking about Matt Plus before. Like, I ho- I owe him a lot too because yeah. he's the one who made me realize that I could do it um, all the time. How'd you meet Matt? Like, at playing a show or? No, we met because. Oh my gosh! What, my old band. Um, I had this duo called Melissa and Paul. We played in a, a show in like Fredericksburg, Virginia, once. 
fast forward like three years later and I get a message from a guy who was at that show who's like, hey, I'm putting out a record for this guy, Matt Pless. And it was supposed to be a split, and someone, the person on the other side, backed out. Do you want, do you have any songs you want to put on this record? And that was me, right? Like, yeah, 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 exactly. And I, and I was like, sure, I got this one song, and I, I um, I sent that, and then me and Matt like just friended each other on like Facebook or whatever, and made a joke like, hey, we should go on tour, and then we, and then he he messaged me and was like no we really should and i was like oh yeah like we should and um so we went on tour without even meeting each other Whoa. <laughs> yeah i was like this is crazy but i mean you do that all the time with music you always end up doing stuff with people you don't know until you know you're like in the car with them <laughs> and yeah. it was awesome that's so badass. Yeah, like, I, I met Matt in New York playing a gig at this place called the, it was a house venue called Thunderclap. And, uh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, and, like, he was playing in, like, we, me and my friend Michelle Gall played, and then we were about to, we had, you know, when you get certain opportunities while meeting people, you, like, try to take them all. <laughs> you know, uh -huh. you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I can do that one, too. Yeah, I'll just play this one and go to that yeah. one. And then you realize there's yeah. all these other people here, and you're going to be the biggest turd if you leave right now. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then Matt was playing. I'm like, I can't go. This guy's incredible. The songwriting yeah. is so intense and, like, well done. Um, yeah. And uh, I just picked up that single. I, I put a show together for him, like, a couple months ago. And, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I know both these people. That's badass. <laughs> um but oh, that's so cool! Like, and it's it, he's definitely one of those guys that shows that like the relentless like hustle pays off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's doing great right now, and yeah, and yeah, he taught me that. Like, as I was saying, like he's he made me realize. Like, I remember he was like, "You after that two week tour went really well." He's like, you want to go on, that's when we've been on those long four-month tours. He's like, do you want to go on tour? And I was like, uh, I was like, I can't, I have a job. And he was like, he's like, and I was going to go to, I was like thinking about going to this school. I wasn't like 100% sold on it, but I was like, it, no, it was, a, it was a college in Maine. I was going to go for adventure therapy. Really? <laughs> Just like, yeah, sick. yeah, that's yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. But it was really expensive, and I like wasn't completely sold on it. But I was like accepted, and I had like a little bit of a scholarship. And I was like, should I go? Should I not? And the reason I really wanted to do that that job was because the scheduling you're like on for a bunch of days and off for a bunch of days. And I was like, well, when I'm off, I could do music. Like uh -huh. it all just leads yeah. back to wanting to do music anyway. So. I was like, I can't, I have a job. He's like, well, you can quit your job, like, anytime. <laughs> and I was like, what? And then yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Just quit it. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, well, what about that school? He's like, well, you can go in the spring. And I was like, wow. And I was just like, it just, like, completely blew my mind because I was, like, I, like, thinking I was, like, completely locked into something. And I, like, wasn't, you know. And that was, like, the greatest gift he gave to me because, then, you know, we went on tour, and it's like, I think you asked before, like, how do you even fund that? And I realized when you're a solo acoustic person, it's really not that bad. Like, you know, you can you can live off very little. Like, and we traveled in, like, a tiny little car and then that we, like, couldn't sleep in. We just, like, crashed where we played. And then, you know, you eat whatever, a few things a day, and then... It was I it like opened my eyes to like, oh, you can make this work like you're not like getting rich, but like you could keep going and like I just I didn't I didn't keep anything. I got rid of my car. You know, I did the thing where you just like get rid of everything so that you don't really need much to yeah. live. And uh yeah, it worked. And then I basically just kept going and going after that. <laughs> that well, you know, like one, I, I got to imagine that, like, when you hit it that hard and you're in constant motion, the idea uh -huh. of stopping seems seems troublesome. You know what I mean? Like, when you get so used to living that fast and, like, 
Like, yeah. you're like, well, because there's that dopamine like spike when you meet like six people and they're like, let me get your record and you go play somewhere else. And, you know, and you can see yeah. stuff kind of like growing and you're like, this is happening. And it's just like the goal of all like original yeah. music is to go out there and do it. So yeah. that that's such a that's so badass that you quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm out of here. It was really hard to quit too. My boss was like, she she was like a tough cookie to quit from. She, what was the yeah, gig? She, it was a it was like basically like a secretary job, but like every time she sensed that I was like going to quit, she would give me like a two dollar an hour raise and like buy me lunch that day. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like so hard to quit and even when i walked out the door for like ever she was like did you put your out of office message on saying you'll be back in a few months and i was like no i'm out of here like she like didn't want to accept that i was like gone gone even though i i was i did my work i was good but i was very late every day so <laughs> i don't know why she wanted me <laughs> like, i was like trying thing. to get fired <laughs> Well, when when your whole body wants to go, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to, like, muster the good employee status. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, then, yeah, I, I'm not the type of person who can maintain, like, a, a 9 to 5, like, at all. It's, like, really hard for me. I, I lucked out, and then get the, the 9 to 5 I got, I get to do music in it, basically. So, like, if mm-hmm, it wasn't that, mm-hmm. I would be, like... And even in between, I get chances to send emails and <laughs> try to do shit. Um, so if it wasn't for that, I definitely, definitely feel that it would have been problematic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not, I mean, yeah, if I was doing music nine to five, like, if I was, like, had to drive somewhere to do it nine to five, I think I'd be happy. But, yeah, like, anything else is, like, ah, <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, so with this new record, did you record this like before going on tour with Gustav? Cause like, or was this, is this still in the process of, of being recorded? Oh yeah. No, this is recorded a while ago, okay. to be honest. This it's, is like... it's been, yeah, it's been a long process of like mixing and getting it out into the world. So hmm. it's been long done and then waiting for the vinyl to oh, come yeah. in and yeah. uh, doing like proper single, single, single. It's like it's so weird. Yeah, the single I know. thing. Like it really elongates. Like, uh, I know. so when was all this done? Was this like 2019, 2020? We're looking at like stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the right at the end of 2019, we recorded and then um, we went on tour. The beginning of 2020, we did Francie Moon West Coast tour, which was great and awesome and so much fun. And then, boom, you know, what happened next, dun, 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 COVID. And um, and then I kind of didn't make it home for, like, uh, ever. And I was try- the mixing process got really elongated because we were, like, mixing over emails. And you know how long that takes when yeah. you're like, hey, can you turn the guitar up? And then, like, it's up it goes up too much and then like you get you have to like email back like hey can you turn it down and it's like down too much and then you have to so that process happened a really long time and then mastering happened a really long time so it's been a long long time coming but um i'm so proud of it i'm like and you know then i wanted to work with uh half shell records who's putting it out and and he was in the middle of like setting up doing a record with Sifter Grimm from Seattle. So that's how that all happened. And, um, but that kind of also made the process cause, um, you know, then we had to like sort everything out together and he did the art and it's just been a long, long time. Sometimes it just takes a long time to do these things. And I'm like, it drives me up a wall. Cause I used to like, just do a demo and the next day like pop it on Bandcamp, and so for me to wait this long i'm like but it's it's okay it's all good timing and um it's kept me sane like having something to work on for a while but i'm ready i'm so ready and i guess that gives you time to like prep the next thing because like it seems like with uh 
streamy stuff, you got to keep dropping nuggets, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. It's it definitely, and listening to everything you've put out in, like, kind of linear fashion, it definitely, mm -hmm. it, there's, like, it, you, you capture the same, like, kind of punk rock, like, blues psych ethos, and, like, mm -hmm. with that mm -hmm. cool, distorted, like, it's it's very much you, but this mm -hmm. it, there's something about it that sounds just, like, cleaner, I don't know, production-wise. There's something production-wise that just is, like, next level. And, like... That's been my goal. Like, I'm glad you're saying that, because, like, my goal uh, for every release is to try to just notch it up a little bit. That's that's all I'm trying to do. It's just, like, one little notch up and see how I do. And I'm glad you said that, because... That makes me feel like I succeeded a little bit. <laughs> definitely, it definitely does. It definitely, like, like it definitely each one to like kind of build off that. Like, it, it each one does get more and more like, like I, I, I don't production like saying better makes it sound like material. I don't know, but in mm -hmm. a production standpoint, each one like gets tighter. Like, um, uh, I don't know, um, recorded wise, it has nothing to do with the performance. The performances all the way through are tight. Yeah. Uh, well. Hey, thanks so much for chatting with me and putting this together. I know, like, on tour, I'm trying to keep the sanity, so I appreciate you uh, uh, working this out with me, and this has been awesome. I've been looking forward to getting, a, since the Nautabar, getting to actually kind of, like, know you. Like, so this yeah. has been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. This was really, really fun. I really appreciate you having me. Cool. Have Good luck at your gig tonight. Uh, it's going to be Ethel and the crew. They're They're easy. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Hey, bye. Right. Later.